Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village. The award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007. Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at IkeEisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. Hot Springs Village Inside Out with Mr. John Cooksey. I think the name of this show is, this episode will be Two Old Guys Discussing Technology. Right, John? Two bald guys, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Don't know, John and I go way back, way back. Um, we, you were still have a great show called hello, hot springs, right? Well, I, I, for medical reasons, I took off for a while, but we're starting it up again, trying to get a little bit of a younger audience and, and, uh, a, a female co-host for Houston. So I could pull it, pull it in the background. I don't always want to be on camera, you know? Yeah, I understand. I understand. And it's not lost on me that you're. I don't know that the term, I guess it's the term newsjacking. Is that it? I mean, we got bad weather moving through and John's the reporter on the spot kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if bad weather comes through, we go from, you know, a couple hundred live views to sometimes up to a thousand live Live views at the same time. Really? Yeah. Like if there's a snowstorm tomorrow and it's, it's 12 midnight. I'll have like a thousand people. I, now I know why people love weather so much on the news. It's crazy. <laughs> well, it's great to see you again. Do good. Glad your, your health issues are straightening out somewhat and getting you back yeah. in line. Tell me what's going on. You, we, we, in, in hello, hot Springs, I was your co-host for a while there and loved yes, doing that excellent. when yes. we had the studio show and you would always say, well, what's going on in hot Springs village? Well, it's my turn. What's going on in hot Springs, John? <laughs> Well, uh, just last week, they had a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, but this week coming up, I think the Big Sky uh, Music Festival, I probably am saying it wrong, um, but they have a music festival that's Blues and Roots, and it's free. Um, 
I, I mean, I let me look at the uh, I, I can't Big Sky Music Festival, I believe, but it's free. It's downtown. It goes all day on Saturday. And uh, that's that's a pretty cool thing to be able to go to. Uh, I think the town is getting ready for the eclipse. Oh, it is. I was going to say, what's the one thing? And I know you know so many things about what's going on in Hot Springs. I actually wanted to talk about the bike trails, the sure. uh, some of that stuff coming up. But what I was going to say, the, the one thing that most people that live in Hot Springs that you know knew we've had a lot of newcomers sure. don't know. What what's the one thing that you would say? And by the way, you you touched on a great topic. There's so many fun free things downtown. People don't have any idea. Yeah, you know, I keep doing this story on the Mountain View Railroad, and I found what I believe to be the track bed because the the uh, there's no growth that happens uh, on this trail, and the trail's 100% level, you know. And also, according to the 1888 National Park um, documentation, they had to have a 30-foot observatory made of rock. It couldn't be made of wood because they didn't want anybody... Uh, uh, taken down the wood on the side of the national park. And so I found two rock balustrades that are about 30 feet long, one in the middle of the woods going between uh, Gulf of Gorge and the corner of park and um, Gulf of. And then right. another one, because they were supposed to have another elevated one. And then another one on the other side at, at um, west mountain and i've done stories on this I've, I've gone to the historical society but it's very interesting you almost find that even if you have the proof if nobody's heard it from anybody else before then what you have must not have validity you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and and i have the documentation i have the, i show the thing nobody cares <laughs> Really? I love that. I mean, some people do, but you know, well, we we had Liz Robbins from the Historical Society. They mm -hmm. are a treasure, are they not? Oh, John? I love Liz. She does a great job. Oh, she's what? amazing. And I I think of of her and Clyde, and I think, man, the day these people are gone, we're going to be scrambling to put together some history sure. because they're they're. Sure. Uh, she had a she pulled up a map of the Marble Township, which is where we are right now. This is Lake DeSoto behind me. The lake just down from here is Lake Cortez, and she had a map showing where the old grist mill was, the old post uh, office, which is now under the lake. Right. Unbelievable. And you just, you tell people and their jaw just drops and they're like, no, no. I, I think generational memory, you know, is 30, 40 years and then, you know, that's, it's all new to somebody. Point. And in defense of the historical society, I know if I went down there and said, look, I have all this information. I can write, they have a thing called the record, which is a bunch of new stories every year of old historical things. Right. And I could say, let me write an article for the record. And she'd probably say, fine. I just, the amount of research to document it so that nobody pokes a hole and says, oh yeah, what about this? You know, it yeah. requires a good amount of time and I'm doing videos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell me this. What's going on at the Arlington? How's that remodel coming? Oh my gosh, it's going really well. I've been here about 30 years mm -hmm. and I've seen a lot of fits and starts uh, with a, they'll fix the lobby and then everybody thinks it's going good. So I never got excited until this year or last year yeah. when I've seen that they're really not giving up. They're not doing little bits. You know, it's not like, let me fix up the lobby so I can sell it to another investor. 
they're really going for it. Now, what I think happens in places like um, uh, Lee Arlington is that, um, you know, once they commit to it, they eventually find a hotel chain, you know, to oh, buy. Really? That would take it over? Well, that's what happened with the waters. I guess it's oh, IHP. Oh, really? Hilton. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I was talking, the medical arts building is going to be somewhat of, a, I think, a hotel too. And I called the guy um, who is running that. Um, and he said that they're waiting for, um, so you have city permits, maybe state permits, and then the company or companies that want to come in and be that person, the Hilton or whatever, I can't yeah, think of other yeah, yeah. brands. And so all that stuff has to work together to be approved somewhat simultaneously. Man. You know, we're not going to get this done if you don't get that done. You don't know. So that's what the delay on that. But that should be a good one, too. And also, I want to say with this uh, uh, eclipse coming up that I did a video, a whole half hour video on why I think they should shut down downtown Hot Springs and have a pedestrian walkway with trolleys and emergency vehicles, because I fear if we have four to five times the maximum amount we've had before, it will be absolute gridlock. Everybody walking across the street will stop the cars for 25 minutes. You make a great point, John. You make a fantastic point. And, you know, I think it's ironic. I think, you know, we, we have Airbnbs and we had uh, we typically don't allow bookings more than a year in advance. We had. Sure. Uh, our bookings set that way and 640, 600, 354 days uh, before the eclipse, we were booked out. I mean, the day of the eclipse, well, we were, were booked out for the standard rate. Yeah, oh, no. Heck no. It was like oh, good. Okay. something I, I would never what? pay, John, something I would never pay. You or I would never pay. Yeah, and people exactly. couldn't. They couldn't imagine getting. And I understand. And there's a big swath that it's going through the middle of Arkansas. I got that. But John, that time of year, I don't want everybody to know this. We sometimes have cloudy days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guess tough luck. You know, <laughs> you take your risk. You know, I don't want to be mean, but you like, pay your money and you take your chances. You take your chances. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, can you imagine the amount of people? See, I'm not in the vacation rental business anymore just because I did it for 13, 14 years. I was one of 20 in, uh, you know, hot springs. And I just got burnt out. And also I've done the math that, you know, if you're careful with your monthly rent, you can not make as much, but you don't have as much hassle, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I feel sorry for if it is a cloudy day or something, the amount of people that would want to cancel yeah. and the people going, sorry, this is no cancellation policy, you know? Yeah. Well, that's exactly what we are. And that was, we had that, you know, because we're on the lake, we had that well before, but yeah, you, you make a great point. And for what it's worth with the uh, uh, short-term rentals, there are a lot of great YouTube videos that compare long-term versus short-term. It's it's remarkably closer than you would think after you put down all the cleaning supplies and the oh, cleaning yeah. services. And well, uh, what do you put a, on your hassle factor? Let's just say for the year, you've had people interrupt you, uh, you know, seven times a week. And each time is 10, 20. There's another two hours a week that you don't even budget in 
Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you know, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I though. Well, tell me about mm-hmm. the park, tra- about the, uh, the the mountain bike trails. These things have really kind of exploded, right? You know, Tracy uh, Barry at uh, Visit Hot Springs is keeping up on all that. And I try to keep up with her every few months and say what's the new trails and everything. Um, and uh, I would suggest going to visit hotsprings.com just because I haven't kept up in the last month or so on you know what they're doing and what the events are but they're always doing a lot and um well give us the five mile high view because i know a lot of my listeners don't know any of this oh okay so one thing i like to tell people things they don't know about so these are mountain bike trails throughout the north woods up at pullman and down around cedar glades and they go for miles and miles so if you're and and they were designed by professionals and they're managed by professionals. So when you get on them, it's not just some rickety trail. It's like, wow, it's like a roller coaster and, you know, and then and, and some jumps and different things like that. But the one thing that I like to tell people is if you go in at the Pullman entrance, which I had suggested to the trail people when they were looking for a second one, because I knew about the old trail there. If you go in the Pullman entrance, um, you can walk 25 minutes and go to the beautiful lake. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the two lakes up there right now. You, you know, these these are the old water supply lakes, right? Anderson, yeah, the water supply. And it's just gorgeous. A walk down there, mm-hmm. 25 minutes. It's just really? beautiful. And the other thing people don't know is there's an old Indian, that was an old Indian trail, a stagecoach trail too. Really? And I found the ruts in the rocks. Now, the new bike trail has bypassed that by about yeah. 20 feet. Yeah. But I could take people over and show, look, this is the old stagecoach trail. You see the ruts in the in the rocks. It's pretty cool. Also, um, on a transportation note, the new highway bypass that makes everything better for Hot Springs Village. Right? Amazing. So Amazing. And, and not only that, no, that, it's right beautiful. To, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. And uh, you can go right to Cornerstone. Now, this is the crazy thing about local news that people are really interested in. So I get out there with Daniel, my son. He drives and we drive that. I think it's gotten 15,000 Facebook view, views. I mean, you could. everybody loves a new something, that and weather, or a yeah. new restaurant, you know? Yeah. If I go to a restaurant that nobody really knows exists, it's maybe soft opening, boy, everybody, same in the village, right? Oh, it's absolutely, that's absolutely how it is. I'm just thinking, and I'm really looking, at, and I'm trying to give, it's been so long since we talked, John, it's way too long, but I'm yeah. trying to give kind of the two-mile-high view uh, for example, uh, I, I had an interview with Don Gooch and hadn't been able to line up, but yet, but president of our best bank yeah. about the impact of Oakland. I mean, that's a beautiful new hotel. The casino is, I think, blowing and going. Sure. What do you see that that does to Hot Springs' economy? You know, it boosts it. It takes away for some other hotels. But if you're a, uh, if you're a, uh, horse racing fan, I mean, and you got some, money why not stay there right on trackside 
Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely. Yeah. And and for what, what people don't know, the, the grandstands make part of an L, an extended L. And then mm-hmm. the, the new hotel is the other part of the L. And they just look back down on the beautiful grounds. You can see the Mount, Tower Mountain from there. You can see, sure. oh, Lord, it, the views are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing what you can do with $150 million these days, huh? Yeah. But you know what? Uh, there are, we have $150 million. We've had probably a couple thousand People, I don't want to say a couple thousand, but we've had hundreds start putting in little small boutiques in this town. I've and, seen that, John. What's going on there? Well, I think that, uh, you know, for historic, it's broadening out past historic downtown. It used to be just those few blocks of historic downtown from the Malco, yeah. you know, to uh, where the Majestic used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think what's happening is... You drive or fly around anywhere in the country, and what do you see? Sort of Las Vegas kind of strip malls mm-hmm. everywhere you go, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a formula that if you're a Belker or something, that you have to have a certain amount of parking for your franchise and build out. Right. But in Hot Springs, Arkansas, you got a national park on both sides. So you're not going to be able to build yeah. a big parking lot. So everybody says no which leaves these empty shops that were in the 90s no longer empty anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, Wheatley has a lot of great buildings down there, and uh, it's been affordable rents. I haven't checked in the last couple of years. But but now you can um, go into a town like Eureka Springs, but bigger, exactly. and not have all that. Well, not nonsense. have the big box issue. You you make a good point, John, because, you know, the hot springs itself is not conducive to the big box look. You know, I remember um, there at the bypass and central, uh, there was a nice shell station. Somebody bought it, bulldozed it flat, built a, a, a CVS pharmacy there because yeah. it met the criteria. It's right on sure. the hard corner. It's right across from Walgreens. It's got mm-hmm. tons of traffic, but it met all their criteria. Well, you go downtown Hot Springs, there's no stinking criteria. That you, you can't even come close to any of that, you know? Right, exactly. And and it, so the, what you would call character, you know? And uh, as a real estate agent, I'll show people a downtown they haven't seen and i'll show them things and people are like wow there's a this a lot of character in this oh place. yeah 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 and and john let's let's i, I hate to even bring this up because it makes sure. my heart heavy it really does the majestic mm-hmm. uh, the reason the majestic is a piece of burned out ground right now mm-hmm. is because they didn't do there what they are doing at the arlington and that is they took all the grandfathered stuff. That, that's what's going on at the Arlington. We need the five mile high or 10 mile high there. You know, the, the interior of the Arlington is not air conditioned. The The interior hallways of the rooms and everything, the rooms are air conditioned, but the halls themselves wouldn't be. And it, it, it reminds me of the Crescent Hotel in, in Eureka Springs, contemporaneous with that, of course. And it, it just wasn't up to code, really. And, yeah. and love the people who are putting that money into the Arlington to make it up to code. Had we done that to the Majestic, we'd still have a Majestic today, right? There was a window of time where you could do that. And, and the Majestic had a beautiful... When I first went into that soda fountain, I thought it was out of a movie set. Oh, like, yeah, man. They this? And, and the wood on the wall and everything. But there was a window of opportunity. But this happens all the time in business where somebody neglects something and they don't, they want to suck out the money and the roof leaks, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
And but I will say about that. So the Chamber of Commerce slash Economic Development down here is uh, taking in, um, you know, requests and trying to help market that. But as a realtor in town, you could still help market it and bring somebody. But with the higher interest rates and the, uh, you know, long bond yield being too low, no regional banks, which is regional banks that usually lend for those kind of projects, are going to touch a project without a lot of scrutiny. And a, lo- a lot of scrutiny and a lot of capital in the backside and a lot of, you know, a, a lot of skin in the game, if you know my point. Sure. And 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 did you ever hear the joke about uh, laundromats and uh, or storage places and uh, 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 car washes? Hmm. So they're I forget the word, but they use those as holding for when something becomes more valuable. I think that property should be uh, a very small band shell a little bit of a concert area, a little playground stream and everything. Hold it out for 15 years, and then you can put a big project in there. But in the meantime, we have a park for 15 years. Yeah, but and you make a great point, John. I, I think one of the problems with, with city leaders, not not us included, but, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just, uh, as the for the most part, having the long view, having the really, really long view, you know, sure. to look out 15 years and go, okay, yeah, you make a great point, John. Interest are, interest rates, are interest rates going to change dramatically in the next five years? No. Yeah. No, they're not. This is the new normal for a little while at least. Yeah. And and so that kind of development is just not going to be happening. Yeah, um, we usually go in like 14-year cycles, and we're done with that that past cycle of the low interest rates yeah. and everything. And, and if I could say something else about that. If if would you want to put something, let's say it wasn't National Park, but where the Arlington uh, Fountain is, yeah. would you put a building there? Heck no, right? Why not? Because it's just so beautiful and it's not hard to maintain. It's not going to leak or whatever. Well, you put a park in there and it'll improve property values, but also the park will be something that you don't have to worry about it be like the... Um, Oh, downtown. Uh, there's a couple of the hotels, uh, like the downtown or in different things that you have to rehab or the mm-hmm. low hill or the one right next to it, the red one. I, I forget the name. No, I know so, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So you do something that will be there for 100, 200 years. I lived in Greenwich, Connecticut for a couple of years. And my gosh, the park system is great there. And their property values are sky high because they have like 15 parks that are just beautiful, you know. Well, I think about uh, Steve Mock. Steve Mock from All Vest Bank down the road here. He's a little cockney, eh? Little cockney. Mm-hmm. Super nice guy. And he said, yes, he said, Europe. He said, Europe is where they think 100 miles is a far distance. And um, in America, they think 100 years is a long time ago. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that is so true. We're a very young country. But, you know, the thing about uh, putting, you know, a park there, you don't get the you get a little bit of a handshake sure but there's a lot of people that want that handshake and the name on it and what you know there's plaques all over town with people you know from the 1950s or 60s that nobody remembers anymore i don't want to be rude because there's some people that do you know no no but but, but, do you ever go by a plaque and go look at those five people that built the convention center no we never look at that plaque no but well you you make a great point let's go one step further whittington plaza you and I know why Whittington Plaza is called Whittington Plaza. Right, and 
we know yeah. why he's sitting with his hand out like this because he's collecting the rent, right? Oh no, 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 no. You're you were thinking of uh Hill Hill Wheatley. Hill Wheatley. Wheatley. Ah, sorry. Hiram Whitlington and uh you know uh he Wheatley Plaza, kept, I'm sorry, yeah. You know, the one thing he did do is kept downtown with a bit of a heartbeat uh Wheatley, you know, he did. I mean, we had some tough years. And once again, let's give the five mile high view. Bottom line is, is in the 1800s and 1900s, there was really no cure for venereal disease or any kind of serious bacterial, bacteriological issues. So we would bring you to hot springs. You would take the cure, the baths. You would take 10 mm -hmm. to 15 baths. You would then hike over the mountain into Gulf of Gorge and hike back. And if you had right. done, if you could do that, you were cured. Having sure. been a guy who's relatively healthy and crossed that mountain and come back, believe me, you were cured because that's yeah. a hell of a walk. Well, All that to say, then World War II, World War I, sulfur drugs, antibacterial uh, right. uh, drugs. And then uh, what would you say, John, from the 40s through the 60s and 70s? Downtown was kind of tough. Yeah, but there was one other. It did get tough after World War II. Vets came. But it, it, there was one other thing that nobody discusses, and I've never even look, I'd have to have a big debate about it. So here's a little secret, the Hot Springs Village people. It was radon gas that helped heal people. It's a, it's a chemotherapeutic in gas form. The which is particles. radioactive, but yeah, mildly. It, yeah, mildly, but it dissolves very fast. As soon as they put, I believe, and I don't know what year it was, but as soon as the baths down there started uh combining and you tempering know, tempering the water they called it yeah in other words <coughs> when the bath let me do say this when the bath was right over the spring. uh spring thank you um you're getting the instant non-decay alpha particle of, from the radon right hmm. so as soon as you start delaying where and holding tanks for the waters it's not going to have the power. So I think that at the very same time of the antibiotics, it wasn't what it was back in the uh, Native American days. Well, you well know? it wasn't as effective. I mean, what, what were the options back in the days, right? But you yeah. make a great point because they had just open pools of the springs. Now, it's 142 degrees. You're not going to be able to just sit in it. But it would go into another pool, and that pool would cool down a little. And it obviously had off-gassed a good point at that time. But you make yeah. a good point, John. I mean, that could... It was really healing at the time. Well, yeah, and and uh, the um, you know I've taken a radar de a, a radar detector. I found a uh, you know a Geiger counter out there, and there's some levels that are highly above. Nothing that you'd have to sit on it for ten years to develop really? a problem or whatever. But there are some hot rocks out there that that um really I will never tell anybody where they are because I don't want people removing them you know you know actually john it's one of the things i love about you and me we have stories we will not tell the rest of except to each other <laughs> yeah, that's but on little, camera yeah, on camera yeah. i'm never going to tell you where the pickup station is on like on, on the saline river or you yeah. know other places where I mean, it's just it's just not a good idea when i ran into you out there and yeah. i was looking for the old uh, uh dark corner uh this is hot springs village not hot springs and and yeah and you know, you think you found where it was, but let's face it, all that stuff is gone. There's not, nothing going to be left. Well, Especially I tell you what, 
you you got to got to got to if you haven't seen the show yet and it's a plug back on it look this plug for the dark corner in our in our show Liz explains a lot of that. There's Dark Corner Road that you and I were like, where is this and what's all that? She explained about a guy that was in Austin and was in a gun battle and was convicted of manslaughter. Mm -hmm. And uh, he he ran away from the Texas Marshals, the Rangers, uh, came back to Arkansas and went to the Dark Corner, lived out the rest of his life unbothered because nobody would come up there to serve a warrant. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he, she said, and you, you got to see the show. She said he literally would uh, plow his field with a forty-five revolver in his pants. Oh my gosh! Because well, he know, was prepared uh, at any time for people to come up and mess with him. And do you have that on recording that I could rebroadcast on? Oh, yeah. oh man, I love that, and people would love that too. You know, oh, you John, and I have the similar okay. audiences. Uh, but yours is just a little on the older side and uh, and the Hot Springs Broadcast Network, you know, is a little bit more uh, on the probably younger side. We're trying to get it. But but I contemporaneous think might be the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but but we have some power. If you want to rebroadcast something I've done. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah. The, the, the bypass show. I'd love to do that. Let me let me give a detail about the bypass that people don't know. Yeah. Um, I got to think of the year. It's going to be 2002, 2003, maybe. I'm in Little Rock, living there at the time, been here about 13 years. But I was I was in Little Rock and I pull up in the Village Voice and it says uh, uh, highway bypass research delayed. Like what? What year was that? It's going to be like 2003. Okay. And my my sister at the time worked, and my uncle at the time both worked at the highway department. Um, why are they delaying the bypass? There was a guy that went out in his backyard, <clears throat> less than a half mile from where the bypass is now. You remember the story, right? Yeah. Has a has an old mobile home, goes out, has a well, you know, doesn't have city water, turns on his spigot, grabs his garden hose, and goes to water his plants, and steam is coming off of the garden hose. Mm-hmm. Because he has hot water pouring out natively just right out of his garden hose. He contacts the city. The city contacts the National Park. The National Park says, stop doing everything on the bypass. Don't do anything else. Of course. Yeah. And we have a reserve study because they're afraid that somehow this the, the bypass is disrupting the natural flow of these hot springs that have been here for millions of years. Right, John? Yeah, I don't think it is now, but they were probably careful to make sure it didn't. And they they really they found out later that this guy's particular well hit one vein and it was hot for maybe three to five days and it never did it again. But that entire thing held back the 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 bypass at least ten years at least. Well, I, I, when somebody says it never did it before and it never did it again, uh, I don't I don't know. I uh, well, I, I guess, only know uh, what I read uh, in the paper. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just really interesting. Oh, well, no, it's not happening anymore. So we're all good. Out of yeah. nowhere. you know. Yeah, out of and, nowhere. And exactly out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, John, I know we got to wrap up. I've got to run to a meeting. I know you. Uh, thank you for your time, John. Great to oh, see you yeah. again. Let's do this more often. And uh, we we say to... that all the time and then we never do. But you're right. Yeah, we're going to do this I more. I will say you're, you're busier than me sometimes because you, you do this zillion things up in the village. I will um, try to... Uh, uh, get something where we can get 
zoom on both our channels at the same time. That would be cool. Like, oh man, that would be cool. Yeah, I don't know. absolutely. I have to we'll look see. into that. And, and, and you, I got to do more zooms too. Well, I it's just funny. Don't. It's funny when you said I, I, you know, I called you up and I said, "Hey, John, let's do another show." We it's been way too long, but I, yeah. I tell you, I'm going to be a little more organized. Me organized. I'm going to put you on the calendar every quarter. Let's just get yeah. that in the can. And and uh, yeah. I'd love to discuss the, the distillery downtown. I'd love to sure. discuss some of the breweries downtown. The yeah. Malco has a lounge now. Who knew, right? Yeah, and it's beautiful. And he has a mini theater. Yeah. And also, the thing about the Malco, uh, Airbnb is do- doing a thing called events or something or yeah. experiences. Yeah. And really quickly, and I'll let you go. So I want to, I talked to Maxwell about doing experience of, um, I call it underground hot springs, but one of the buildings we go underground, you know, to the basement, old bomb shelter is the Malco theater. Mm-hmm. And it also had the old African American entrance. It's probably one of the only places theater that they didn't take down the old African American entrance all the way up to the balcony where the princess black, entrance. Yeah. The black people were not allowed to have be in the main theater, but to see how they had it all set up then is a piece of history. You could read about it, but it's like, wow, that was, you could see and feel the discrimination, you know? Yeah. I I remembered all the years that we, um, uh, had the, uh, uh, documentary film festival, which is coming up, uh, at at the Malco there with Max and and everybody else. And I remembered going down the stairs into the basement, unbelievable spaces. I remembered coming up the back way into the princess entrance. And, you know, for a moment, John, I know you did this too. When you walk in that entrance and you think, okay, this was the colored person. That was the exact term they used. This is the colored person's entrance. And that was the only place they got to come. And and when you talk about segregation, they literally sat in the upper balcony, white people sat in the lower balcony and never the twain shall mix. They had upper bathrooms and lower bathrooms and yeah. And the refreshment areas were different and the bathrooms were different. I mean, they, people, when discrimination was that bad back then, there was some serious, you did interact and that must've been very, you know, depressing to the African-American community to, to not be allowed to be in those areas, you know, and just also to tell you in the basement, it was a World War II bomb shelter. So really? when I was there in the 90s, you could still see old World War II rations, you know, rusting away cans at the time and stuff. And um, so there's a lot of history behind that. I will tell you this, though, if anything ever comes in, the the ceiling of the basement is so thick of cement, there, that safe. would really be a fallout shelter. Right? They might have even reinforced it for that. OK, so, John, here, here's what we need to do. Let's do a Malco show. Because I'll tell you, the Malco at one point, uh, the the theater that Max is in, if I'm not mistaken, I think the whole thing is five stories tall between the balcony, the right. princess, the everything. Mm-hmm. It goes like five stories. So I was interviewing uh, uh, the Brook Hill Ranch guy oh, and, yeah. uh, and wonderful story, great story. And he said that his father-in-law's, his great father-in-law, I guess it would be, ran Wilson Furniture Company. Does that ring a bell, John? Uh, I, I bought, when we first moved here, I, we bought from Wilson. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, K W F C mm-hmm. broadcasted broadcast from not the Malco, not where the Malco th- th- uh, lounge is, but the one just to the right of that, the third building, 
that had a two, three-story building there, had dome on top of it, and the transmitter was up there, and that was KWFC, Wilson Furniture Company. And what oh. they found out was, what they and, and the reason I know is because Tom here at the radio station, KVRE 92.9, here in the village, actually worked at KWFC. Wow. Initially, and why would uh, WSM, right? WSM out of Nashville, the Opry, Grand mm-hmm. Old Opry, why would a insurance company buy a radio station? That's WSM. We serve millions is the, what they use with the call letters. Why would Wilson Furniture Company buy the entire radio station? Because it's cheaper than buying advertising. Just buy the whole station. Sure. Exactly. And I, uh, Hot Springs Broadcast Network for the right sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for the right amount of money. I'd go ahead and go, you know, buy buy it out. You know, Any number with six digits behind it will now be yes. whatever the name well, of the company you, know what's you amazing want it to be. When I heard about the down, down radio station is they didn't have to go up into a mountain or tower because most of their listeners were within a three, four, five mile area. Isn't it blow your mind? Like how concentrated everything was downtown. So you could just pop an antenna there and it will go. Okay. Well, let's go to the big one now. Okay. Mm -hmm. KTHS broadcast out of the Arlington and they were come to hot springs. THS. I didn't know what that, I did know that they had an uh, antenna on top of the building. Yep, and they they sold their license. I'll tell you what, they, they sold their license to a place in Little Rock, uh, KTHV. They changed it to video. Channel 11, the Little Rock, was KTHS in Hot Springs at the Arlington. Wow. Here's wow. the amazing thing, and Tom tells these stories, and I've got to get him on camera to tell these stories. Yeah. He said he worked at Wilson Furniture and they would go downstairs, walk outside, go down to the end of the corner, and they would look all the way down the street. And if they saw the light on at KTHS at the Arlington, then they couldn't broadcast. Because, you know, today we know, well, you got this channel and this channel sure. and this channel. No, they just had radios. And you turned wow. them on and they got the signal and the 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 broadcast was unidirectional, omnidirectional everywhere. Wow. So he said they literally had to work out a timeshare deal of you get to broadcast now, we get to broadcast then. You get to broadcast now, we get to broadcast then. Well, that, that's fair. You know, before the FC, you know, FCC had severe regulations, understandably, because the dial got crowded, especially in the, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s. It just got more crowded, you know. Well, and Tom tells an unbelievable, we're talking AM, of course, here. But now, Tom which Tom, t- which Tom are you Tom, Tom Nichols, at, uh, okay. the owner, co-owner at uh, KBRE. And he tells, and he, he's actually, he's on right now. He's got Ask oh, Your great. Neighbor. Yeah, till 11. Wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. <laughs> he also told the story of the border blasters that would uh, K, uh, WXM or whatever that with the hundred, the 500,000 watt stations right on the border in Del Rio, Texas. Oh, they would yeah. broadcast into the United States. The, the Carter family, I mean, just dozens. He had an example. He had a friend that said he lived near one of those border blasters and he had fluorescent lights. Some of the, at that time it was new oh, yeah. to have fluorescent lights and the lights would never go off. Uh, the radiation was so strong it kept those lights glowing oh, most yeah. of the time. Well, th- they could get away with it back then, you know, because of uh, uh, what are you going to do if you're in a different country, you know? Exactly. What are you going to do? Sue me? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I look forward to you and I talking again about more history and weird history and different things. And uh, I'll be in touch with you about that Liz Robbins rebroadcast. Sure. Sure. And then um, I, I'm going to pick out something that I think that a Hot Springs Village group would like that I've done probably I've been doing this 11 years, uh, Hot Springs really? <laughs> Network. So I got the, some good stories back there that I could re, you know, Harvest. John, I, I've got to go back. And by the way, hello, Hot Springs. Mm -hmm. uh, John's been doing this for years and years and years. Uh, I did a spinoff show from that called Village Venues. Yes, I remember. Graciously allowed me to use your studio time and time and time and time and time again. Uh, but all that said, John, we're coming up on five or six years just for that stuff. Wow. Wow. Yeah, well, you provide a, a really good service because... I mean, would you say what percent listen to the video version versus the audio version? I, you know, and, I, I would say if you ask me locally, I would say it may be relatively even. If you ask oh, me internationally, if you ask me internationally, it's many more people listen than watch. Uh, yeah. We get, I, I, I mean, it a week does not go by. I do not get a call from somebody in Kansas City, somebody in St. Louis, somebody in Missouri, somebody in mm -hmm. Iowa, somebody in Australia, somebody in Illinois, somebody in California. And, you know, they want to know more. Is it really like this? Is it really like this? Yeah, it's it's really like this. So uh, we've had one guy that moved from Southern California. He actually was a, a security agent for a winery because they were having so much theft. Uh, he moved here. He, he actually called one day and he said, listen, it's Dennis. This is Brad. Is it really like it says? I said, well, yeah, I'm, you know, what reason would I have to lie? I'm not selling snake oil or whatever, but yeah, well, what is it? He asked me a few questions. What's the weather like? How often does it snow? Blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah. And the next day, within 10 days, I see a post on Facebook that they're in a Winnebago. They have sold everything, everything. And they're coming to Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, not having been here before in their lives. Oh my gosh. Well, Comes to Hot Springs Village, buys one house, John, as a realtor, mm -hmm. you're going to get this, buys one yeah. house. Now, this this guy was not rich by any description. He sold his one house in Southern rural California. He came here and bought a house, bought another house, bought another house, bought another house for what that one house cost one him house. in California. Four or five. Oh. He's, bought, he's bought two more since then. He has actually had 10 different families from his hometown in California come to Hot Springs Village and relocate here. 10. That's amazing. Ten. I, you know, I, 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 I would say that what I used to sort of laugh 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Okay, we have a gated village, you know, whatever. But now we're the way the economy's tanking and the way the cities are not being, you know, it's being overtaken by shoplifters and stuff. Hot Springs Village has a new, I would say, uh, unique selling proposition. It I mean, a, it always has had that, but yeah. it's more imperative, some, right? Well, and, and I'll I tell you what, I, and I've, I'm not going to bust anybody out on this. I'll just say, make this comment. And John, you'll understand coming from another place, another location. Mm -hmm. um, we have people coming from Texas. We have people from coming from California. We have people coming from all over. And when they get here, and pardon the analogy, but... It's, it's like they got their dukes up. They're ready to yeah, go. Yeah, sure. And I'm sure. like, what are you doing that? Well, you don't need that here. Well, no, we've got to have security systems. we got to have alarm systems. we got to have a... No, you don't. Yeah, no, they can't. No, you don't, really. Yeah. Outside this gate is 88% of the national crime in Garland County. Outside this gate is 86% of the national crime rate. Where I'm sitting is 13.6% of the national crime rate. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's no perfect place, but I remember 10, 12 years ago, people coming from Memphis to here in Hot Springs and they're like, uh, uh, I got to interrupt the, the this conversation. I have to go out and lock my car. And I said, no, this isn't no. Memphis. You don't have to lock. You don't No, I left it out open for years sometimes and no, nobody ever does anything. Uh, but I'm, I'm, but Hot Springs Village is more of a gated than than my area in the Hot Springs is. But I see what you're saying about people yeah. coming other places, and they have this post traumatic stress syndrome. They do. They know? do. They're ready to fight. They're ready to fight, and it takes them a while to just kind of decompress and go. Okay, you know, if if you've been pinpricked for for twenty years, yeah, and uh, Randy, my podcast partner here. Uh, he said that moving to the village is going to save him well over $20,000 a year. And I said, how do you get to that number? He said, our our property tax is is half of that. And I said, mm-hmm. well, what's the other part? And he said, insurance. It's like, you're you're kidding. The oh, yeah. I, I, hey, listen, I couldn't afford to retire to Florida because really? the insurance is doubled and the flood insurance is doubled. And, and some, to- some carriers are refusing to even cover you. Sure, sure. So I told uh, my wife, I said, I'm glad we're in hot springs because of the insurance being lower. And, you know, I'm sure it'll creep up one day. But for right now, insurance or taxes are pretty uh, affordable, you know. Well, and I, I even... think about major metropolitan cities having lots of traffic and whatever. But I guess I'm a one dimensional thinker. I wasn't thinking the next level. Guess what? The next level, you got lots of traffic. You got lots of wrecks. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah, car insurance. And I was thinking about home insurance, but we moved from Connecticut and you could divide this uh, video up into two parts, probably, if you want. But because this is a whole nother quick topic, we moved from Connecticut. And everybody goes, why would you move to Arkansas from Connecticut? Why? And there was no YouTube. There was no like, let me show you what it's like. It wasn't like all the anti-Bill Clinton commercials back in the day. You know, they would try yeah. to scare people. And um and, uh, you know, not fields and all farms and stuff. And I said, actually, it's a really nice area. And the bank almost didn't give us a loan because they couldn't understand how we can make money in Arkansas after moving from Connecticut. And so we explained what is now called a digital nomad. You know, we have a mail order business and we sell all over. And, and this is going to be one of those digital nomad towns. Already it is where yeah. people come to Hot Springs Village or Hot Springs because they want to live in quality of life and they make their money outside of the state. Yeah. Their check comes from somewhere else. Yeah. And and so we did, we were doing that in 1992 and it was a very foreign thing for for people. But they finally understood, oh, I guess we can give them a mortgage because I said, hey, we have a fax machine and an answering service called Mountain West Communication. And. And they send us the orders every day, you know, but it was no, 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 John, I I get it. And I, I, we want to go, I want to go into your history too, about your, your, um, your web, your uh, magazines you used to sell out of. But the the funny thing that tickles me here is that you were a digital nomad. No, no, no. You were a dial up digital nomad. (laughs) That is true with the, the, the fax machine. Well, you know, back in those days that, uh, uh, the idea of having like a mail and we sold instructional videotapes and all that kind of stuff. It was sort of a pre YouTube uh, thanks to Bill Myers, yeah. you know, really part of YouTube that in tr- instructional training stuff was started from a guy in hot Springs, you know, really? Bill Myers. Oh yeah. Bill Myers from Bill Myers road, just outside the village. 
Yeah, that he was on that road. He lived it right on the creek there. We got to come back, John. I got, I got a break. Got a break. God, it's good talking to you, buddy. We'll talk again soon. I promise. I'll send you a calendar request. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Next time, John. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.